Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibu First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. For less than two weeks from the demonstration regarding the Halibu enrollment process scheduled for Parliament Hill, Organizer Jim Dewart is arranging representatives from the Algonquin people, on whose traditional territory the Parliament building sits, to welcome Mi'kmaq people to Ottawa. It looks like there will be a strong following from Halibu Council, including Chief Brenda Mitchell and a number of councillors and staff. Moochie Bennett will be on hand to provide spiritual guidance. But there's one person who has made a point of announcing that she will not be there. That's Goody Hutchings, MP for Long Range Mountains, in which most of the 60-some Halibu communities are located. The House is not in session that week, so I will not be in Ottawa, she says. That has led to some comment that the demo is planned at a bad time and should be rescheduled. But based on her track record, what are the chances she would actually show up, regardless of the time and circumstances? Zero. This is the MP who has been missing in action from this very crucial issue, which has touched thousands of her constituents and their families. Rather than advocate for her Mi'kmaq constituents, she has advocated for the Liberal government against the wishes of the people in her riding who elected her. Parroting the Liberal Party line, she says a deal's a deal and the supplemental agreement must stand. Too bad, so sad. We'll see how that plays at election time a year and a half from now. But will she be the candidate? We hear that Hutchings has turned off not only Mi'kmaq people, but Liberal Party activists in the riding. She's quite a contrast from her predecessor, the high-energy Jerry Byrne. He wasn't afraid to speak up for his constituents against his Liberal Party bosses. The only thing Hutchings seems able to do is show up for federal grant announcements and smile for the camera. Many Liberal activists in Long Range Mountains wonder whether they made the wrong choice last time in choosing Hutchings over lawyer Mark Watton as the Liberal Party candidate. They fear she got the nomination less for merit than for her family name, Lundrigan. Of course, anyone with Harpy can become MP for Long Range Mountains if they're running under the Liberal Party banner. Or can they? The disgust over Hutchings' handling of the enrollment issue is wide and deep. Let's see if Liberal Party brass take their chances where they're in 2019 or bow to local Liberal concerns and get rid of her. If the Ottawa demo seems like an act of desperation, that's because it is. The enrollment endgame is near, and there are a few cards left to play. The Ottawa action is one of them. The other is litigation. The Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly of Newfoundland is in federal court on February 22nd, and lawyers on Jerry Brake's class action next month. Now there's a third legal action. Friends of Halibu have hired a lawyer to seek an injunction to stop the enrollment process in its tracks before finalization of the ban list later this year. Unlike the other two cases, the Friends of Halibu matter is framed not around Aboriginal rights, but around the morphing of the Federation of Newfoundland Indians into Halibu. The Statement of Claim on the Friends of Halibu website makes for some interesting reading. After the agreement in principle was signed and ratified by FNI members, the transition to Halibu began. Ultimate authority passed from 20,000 FNI members to the new Halibu Band Council. But back in 2010, no one had a supplemental agreement on the radar. 
In order to approve it, the Halibut Council, acting as overseers of what was left of the FNI, also had to approve new bylaws, which only the FNI membership could do. The Statement of Claim says the FNI membership would never have approved the supplemental agreement because it was so clearly against their interests. In proceeding as it did, those overseeing FNI affairs and the federal government committed what in corporate law are known as oppression of the FNI membership. I asked Helen Derrigan of Friends of Halibu why her group decided to go with a non-Aboriginal St. John's law firm and lawyer Keith Morgan on a non-Aboriginal legal angle. We redetermined uh, based on the legal opinion that we got and from um, when we spoke with Mr. Morgan that we, we soon concluded that we weren't putting forward it should be um, a member of the band. We're approaching it from this is not legal. You know, you, you, you did not have, you did not get the supplemental agreement ratified. You removed people and then you ratified it yourselves. So it was clear to us that we did not need an Aboriginal law firm to, um, to present our case. We needed someone, a good litigator in court. And from what I understand, Mr. Morgan was excellent. So this is uh, your your uh, injunction application is to the federal court. The other matters are being heard in um, in Toronto. Uh, this is filed with the federal court in St. John's. Do you do you have a sense yet of whether it would be heard in St. John's or elsewhere? Well, the federal court is the federal court in St. John's. I don't know where the actual physical locations are, but we have filed it in the federal court. There has been some discussion about whether it should have been in the Supreme Court of Newfoundland. Um, but, uh, you know, our lawyer felt that because it involves, uh, it involves uh, the government that, you know, there are jurisdictional issues that came up. So that's where we are filed presently. Um, so actually where it will be held, I don't know at this point. Uh, it could be St. John's, it could be Halifax, but we'll know pretty soon because we are we're we're planning the lawyer is planning to ask for a special sitting uh, rather than you know leaving it to normal course that should be that's in the works and should be decided upon next week. Well, that was that was my next question because the uh, <clears throat> the clock is ticking. Uh, the letters um, I think most of the letters are are out now, and I guess the next step will be the uh, the act of Parliament to establish another founders list, and all this is. Uh, moving relentlessly forward, and uh, you have now uh, filed this injunction application. So uh, how uh, are you concerned about the time? Because once um, perhaps the more, um, the closer we are to the founders list, it'll, it'll be harder to undo it. So how do you, how do you see dealing with that, uh, with that problem, the problem of time? We are running as fast as we can. We, we recognize this actually in December when we retained uh, Keith Morgan. As we said, time is of the essence. This could, although there are timelines mentioned on the INAC website, you know, it's been a moving target all along. So you can't really rely on that. I mean, they posted on there that it's, uh, you know, the letters will t continue to come out uh, the winter of 2018. Well, winter ends on March 20th. Yet I've been told by all reliable sources that the, that the rest of the letters are out. So it is. It seems to be that keeping the people um, 
you know, in the dark like mushrooms seems to be the order of the day. So, yes, you know, uh, yesterday, let's get this done. It is so important that people understand that these timelines are very fluid. Uh, if I can, If I can make this analogy, we are at the bottom of the ninth inning. And the bases are loaded. Yep. So people either get behind us now in this action or <clears throat> we fold. Yeah, and I guess the injunction application is to stop something from happening. But uh, the thing that we want to stop happening might have happened by the time uh, you were in court. So I suppose it will be for the lawyers to figure out uh, uh, what, um, what, can be, what can be stopped. Yeah, it, the, 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 the injunction asking for the injunction is to stop the process, is to prevent the final sending of that uh, founders list, that amended founders list that can be put into law right away. That's what we want to stop, hmm. right? That's why the injunction is important is because without that, it can just sail. Yes. Now, Helen, let me, let me ask you about uh, the relationship between your your litigation and uh, the rest of the litigation that's out there, uh, namely the First Nations Assembly of Newfoundland has one matter to be heard in Toronto on February 22nd now, a, a new date, and they have Jerry Brake's uh, class action matter in federal court in Toronto early in March. There was uh, an attempt by Jerry Brake's uh, lawyer from Koskiminski to have that matter consolidated with um, the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly, unsuccessful. Do you see any possibility of you um, making a con uh, similar attempt to consolidate with uh, with perhaps Jerry Brig because it'll be too late uh, probably for the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly? Jerry Brakes is after the Mi'kmaq. Yes. So why would we do that? That's after. Yes, but only, only because you probably wouldn't have time to get uh, to get before the judge on February 22nd. Yeah, no, that that, does, that doesn't matter. As I mentioned, our our case and our action is is separate. It is not the same as the Mifnan. So when they when they present their case, we are not dependent on them for our case, and we don't expect that on February 22nd the judge is going to say, okay, this flies or it doesn't fly. And a judicial review, we're not doing a, ju a judicial review. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't comment on exactly what the differences are, but they're not, it's not the same. It's entirely not the same as ours. We may be looking for the same goal, but it's not the same action. So um, I would see no benefit in going in with, with theirs other than to muddy the waters and perhaps allow that uh, uh, order in council to... <laughs> To fly under the radar, unless somebody can explain something different to me, that's the way my logic thinks. I guess the the most potential overlap is with the the uh, the litigation that uh, the Mi'kmaq First Nations Assembly has just talked about, the one involving the people losing their cards, the 10,512 people losing their status cards. Uh, Methman says now they'll be filing a, a new new application about that. So, but we don't know any details. So, I suppose we don't know at this point. What the yeah, and I'm glad yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up, Glenn, because it's like you say we don't know what we don't know, and uh, uh, I I certainly don't believe that Miss Nana released any details on what the new case is when they plan to file it or anything else. Uh, 
And so, and in one of their statements, they said, well, you know, depending on what happens on February 26th, 22nd, we, we may not have to do that. So, you know, are they sitting there with the ball saying maybe we will, maybe we won't, or is it an action? It's not clear. Now, uh, as we know, as anyone who's dealt with lawyers knows, they are expensive and, uh, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> litigation out there. Of course, uh, Jerry Briggs, uh, is a, um, is done on contingency, which means that there's uh, you don't have to pay the lawyer up front, but DUN and MIFNAN are having to pay lawyers' bills. And um, <clears throat> is there is there enough money out there circulating among our people to pay for all this uh, legal action? Um, <clears throat> well, I've been asked when I first started this, I was <clears throat> I was questioned whether we could raise five thousand dollars. And in less than three weeks, 15,000 appeared. Uh, it's important that, that the listeners know that these people now, it's grown from 115 people to almost four, almost 400 in a short period of time. Those people, it's not just, it's not just, you know, what we can get. This has become a principle to people now. This is, this is on principle. And as you know, Newfoundlanders, NIGMA <laughs> and Newfoundlanders stand high on principle. So um, I, I don't look off the ledge with that sort of thing. I'm the kind of person that always looks at the glass as half full. I have always been like that, my ancestors before me. And we have raised close to, uh, in, including the, uh, the uh, money for the legal opinion, we're, we're heading for 60000 uh raised so far you know, since we began the initiative, and I'm good with numbers. I have a, a business background, and, you know, even if you look at a 1,000 people, a 1,000 out of the 10,000 being rejected, and that's not even counting applicants who are also supporters. You know, you don't need to have a, a math degree to figure out a 1,000 people times what, you know, the average donation is 150, but many are putting in 500, $1,000 a piece. This isn't a retail market. This isn't a, an annual membership market of um, $20 annually, dragging it out. This is more of an institutional market. People are coming in. How much do you need? I'm not even suggesting it, but they're saying, okay, we will budget each month to put in X dollars. That's coming from the grassroots. That's coming from people who want to see this happen. So all I'm doing is taking dictation. And yes, I really do I really do believe it's possible. Um when we first looked for a, a law firm back five years ago, um and Gallings was uh, was chosen, you know, what came up was, well, if you want to challenge this in the Supreme Court or if you want to um uh, if you want to uh you know, um, take down Bill C-25 or even tackle it. Do you know anyone that has a million dollars? Well, that came up recently in social media, and I commented, well, I actually do know people that can come up with a million dollars, but I know a lot of someones who can raise uh, a million dollars. Um, that being said, uh, Keith Morgan has said to, I've asked him, you know, what, what kind of timelines are we looking at and what kind of funds are we looking at? And, um, you know, the, the long and the short of that is um, several months, you know, September, October, uh, could be less, could be more. 
but we're not looking to drag this out. This is not a drag-out situation. This, that's what differentiates our action from the others out there. Oh, you know, it'll be tied up, tied up in the courts for decades. That's not the angle we are going at. It's important to know that. Uh, secondly, I've said give us some rough ball, ballpark numbers. I, you know, I worked in the financial market, so I like I like ballpark. You know, give me your best shot. How much do you think? He says, you know, roughly about 250000 to get where we need to go. Now, that depends on what the parties throw at us, and I don't expect, nobody expects them to roll over. So does he, lawyers sometimes have a sense of whether, whether they're doing it for, uh, had a principle with, uh, with launch on some success or, or more confidence about the outcome? Do you have any sense, uh, has the lawyer given you any sense of um, your chances of success? Well, you know how lawyers work, Glenn. <laughs> it is called, I believe it's called, uh, undersell and overdeliver. You know, we have a reasonable, you know, put another way, we have a reasonably good chance of challenging this. Do we have guarantees? No, there are no guarantees in the world, and we could fail. But if we do nothing, we are assured that we will fail. Mm. Okay, Helen, so for people who don't know uh, how to reach you and um, and uh, find out about your, your action and your fundraising, uh, give us uh, your contact information. Okay. Uh, Glenn, we've had a website up and running now for a few weeks. Uh, this is in addition to our, um, our Facebook group. And uh, it's open to everyone. There's no passwords required because this is not a membership. Um, and our history is posted, well, the homepage has how to donate. Our history is posted there. There's a really good question and answer section, and there's a, a section for updates. In fact, we have posted there last week, okay, and anyone can go there anytime and look that up, and we will continue to post there as information becomes available. Um, the, um, the address is www.friendsofalibu.com all one word, dot C-A. So we invite your listeners to visit the website, make a donation, and most importantly, to spread the word to others. Helen Derrigan of Friends of Halibu, friendsofhalibu.ca. And that's it for the show. Thanks to Allison Baker for assistance here in the studio. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Follow us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on SoundCloud or iTunes. Tune in on Bay of Islands Radio, Thursday at 6 p.m. And at Norris Point and Rocky Harbor, listen on The Voice of Bombay, Tuesday at 2 p.m. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.